the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Lee Solace, and with me, as always, is my very, very talented friend. She is definitely my precious little pearl, the mixed up <laughs> Gina. I don't, I'm uh, sorry, just so you know, I don't actually uh, see these, so that was pretty funny. I wasn't ready for that. Well, it's, I just, yeah. it's appropriate. I just thought of something else when she said pearl. I'm like, oh, okay. no, no, it's all good. <laughs> so, Gina, do you know who Hansel and Gretel? Do you know Hansel and Gretel? Of course. But I'm not talking about the young brother and sister who were kidnapped by a cannibalistic witch living in a house constructed of cake and confectionery and candy in the middle of the forest of Germany. Oh, no. <laughs> Who's no, I am not. I'm referring to Hansel and Gretel, the Hansel and Gretel that hails from, and I believe it's Reeb. It's the oldest town in Denmark. And Hansel and Gretel is a, a, gene, a Guinness Book of World Record holder. Um, it's the most winning oyster, and he lives in a tank in the center of town. And what's crazy is this oyster is the size of a man's foot. Uh-huh. He's almost 14 inches long. Well, he or she, that's why he has Hansel Gretel, because, you know. Well, he's he either or. That's right. So he's uh, 14 inches long, 4 inches wide, and comes in at an amazing 3.5 pounds. Say wow. what? Yeah. I'm not eating that. Yeah. <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah. Um, and uh, how old is it? I don't know how old it is, actually. I only know those facts. Um, but could you imagine if it could produce pearls? How damn big would that pearl be? That'd be amazing. It'd be like a marble. But you have to be in the ocean to get produce a pearl. Cause True. Because it's, it's, it's a piece of sand that makes the pearl. Yeah. Y- yes, sand or salt, whatever, you know, same Irritant. It's just, it's an irritant. Yes. Yeah. And I'm sure this old son of a gun has been irritant for a long time. So sitting I in one would not say he's irritant. I'm going to say he's a gem. Oh, so let's bad. go ahead and introduce today's designated drinker. He's already piping in. Um, he is the vice president and owner of P&J Oyster Company, Sal Sinceri. Sinceri, you Sinceri. got it. close. Woo! I usually screw them all up, so it, yeah, I take you a win. You got it. You got it. Good job. I take a win. So, Sal, tell us about your company. Tell us about how, I know it's a 143-year-old Hit like 144. 144. That's okay. Year old family business. How the hell did it all start? Well, um, first of all, you know, we've been in the French Quarter for about 100 years, just to let you know. And we started um, with the Austrian um, and um, not Croatian, but the Italians. So mm-hmm. the Austrian and the Italians, the Jurisage side of P&J. Uh, began in 1876 and basically all they would do is just gather oysters, harvest oysters and kind of feed the family first and then they grew and started feeding you know the community and over time we end up moving to New Orleans because that's where the action is right yeah and uh, so that was my cousin through marriage. The oh. Federico side of the family marries the Jerisage side of the family. And so we are a fifth generation family operation in the wow. French Quarter of New Orleans. That's amazing. So yeah, we're, we're kicking. We're doing our thing with oysters and yeah. we want to keep this for another 144 years. That's amazing. 
Right? So, so, so your family descends from Italy, it's an Italy, Austria um, border, right? Uh, how do they get into oystering? So they come here and they just find oysters? Well, they oystered there too. They oystered So they in. brought their craft here. From the Adriatic? Yes. Mm. So they already knew what oysters were all about. Caesar had his little soirees with oysters always on the <laughs> banquets, right? And uh, so we took that love and passion of the oyster and brought it here to the States. And now you have a different type of oyster here, right? Isn't there? Isn't the oyster different? Well, like we're Crestrasher, uh, uh Virginica. Mm-hmm. So that's the original, that's the Latin term of our oyster. And that is all the way from Maine to Texas. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it's also called an eastern oyster. Oh. And then you differentiate by uh, Gulf, East Coast, you know, different bays, bayous. So, and then specifically, you know, like the different names that are generated. And we have it's so many different bays and bayous in the state of Louisiana. And uh, so we're doing some amazing things with marketing those beautiful little areas. So, so that's kind of how it goes. So a Lola, I believe, I thought it was a Lola oyster. It was like from the Mississippi. I'm wrong. Lola? Yeah. I don't know Lola. What is that type of oyster? <laughs> Who's Lola? I know. I don't know who Lola is. I think I'm all wrong. I'm sure she's cute. So I know there's like, I well, there's a Celion. I'm thinking about the different shells of oysters, right? So there's a Celion, the flat kind, the French style of oyster. Sure. The Virginicas. Um, there's kind of like the a... Gahigas on yeah. the West Coast, more roughly. Yeah. You know, scallopy. So then, were they planted in the beds of the Mississippi? They were, they were transplanted and planted? Well, we always had them. Uh, Native Americans would eat oysters. Yeah. So this has always been prevalent here in southern Louisiana. Okay. The marshes, bays, and bayous. Um, so it's all develops from nature, and we've been able to... Um, harvest and just share this beautiful, wonderful little pearl of the sea. <laughs> Actually, when I was doing research for the show, um, I was reading about the oysters in, in in the United States and how it predates a lot, like man, on in, in North yeah. America as far as and they were what they we were trying to do is find out if it was a giant oyster at one point. Was how big was it? And they, according to the studies I read anyway, they weren't. They were larger than what we get now, but not by much. Um, but yeah, they. Well, I could see that because they weren't harvested. Yeah. They would grow, and yeah. that's the breeder. The larger oysters is more the breeder, right? Mm-hmm. And produces more, and um, so yeah, I could see that because they didn't harvest them, and you- so they would just grow and grow. So do you have to do like so I know I'm a little familiar with like uh, like Virginia oysters like when they have to take them out and they move them and they tumble them and they do all that is it the same here? Well, we do that. Okay. We do that not on as much of a scale because that's mainly what they do, just like the West Coast. And we have been doing it for about 25 years or so in Alabama and here in Louisiana for about 15. So where are all of your beds? Where are some of your beds? Like, well, right now, um, you talk know, about what's happening right. so basically right now, um, we're drawing from the west side of the river and there are different numbered areas for oyster areas. And we have 28 areas in the state of Louisiana. So right now we're drawing from the west side of the river, anywhere from uh, Bay Baptiste, uh, Bay Saint Bois, Redfish Pass, um, Grand Bayou, 
and just some wonderful places that produce some of the best oysters in the world. And of course, I'm sure you knew this, that you know, Louisiana oysters are the most predominant, most consumed oyster in America. Yeah. We're the number one producer of oysters in America. <laughs> so people don't recognize that, but it's true. <laughs> it is true. That's amazing. Yeah. I think it's because I think, you know, for us, I, I forget because I live in D.C., so we get a lot of stuff from the Bay. So, you know, we have a lot of oysters from the Bay. But, like, when you, as soon as you start going down, you know, obviously down south, like, your oysters are everywhere. And I know they're in New York and all that kind of stuff. I just, like... Well, ours are mainly um, produced for cooking for the East Coast. In the a lot of the uh, product that we ship there is for, the, you know, the shuck product yep. for cooking. Um, and we do, of course, have half-shell oysters on the East Coast, too. But the majority of what you're eating in Maryland is going to be, if, if you're eating a cooked oyster, is going to be from Louisiana. In the buckets? Yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> no, I love that. They make the best, no, they make the best fried oysters out of those, for sure. Yeah. Or stews. Or stews, or anvils. Yeah. Uh, stuffing, oyster stuffing. Oyster it's, Joseph, which is my what's favorite. That? What's, what's that? that? It's basically a garlic breadcrumb um, uh, deliciousness. So, yeah, yeah, deliciousness baked Ooh. into a, just a cheese, different cheese. Like Clams Casino or something? Uh, you know, I don't eat that that much. Do you? What clam, clam Casino? Do you do that often? I don't know what that yeah, is. it's baked. It's I've baked. heard of it, and it's, it's baked, and it's clammy. Yeah, and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing. I'm not dissing the clam. Jeez, I'm from Long Island originally. I'm not dissing the clam. I love the clam, so I, grew, I like them steamed. So where I grew up in Long Island, where we grew up, it was all about the blue uh, point oysters and clams, and then also digging out chowder clams, because you could right there in the sand. Right. And you just pull them, and then... A lot of times we use it for bait for um, going flounder fishing. Huh. But um, and you bake them and you know on the beach. Yep. You dig the hole. And you dump you a roasted butter. Oh, I see. God. I know all about this. Just never had it. She yeah. didn't invite me. I mean, you know, I, I wanted to go. Do you go visit? <laughs> do you go visit other places? Like, I'm always curious about that. Do you go to other like? I certainly have. Yeah. Uh, the furthest I've gone is Prince Edward Island. It's beautiful. And after um. Yeah, after BP, the disaster, uh, they invited me to go up there, and it was actually during their seafood festival. And, of course, we do the New Orleans Oyster Festival here. Right. You know, I created that along with... uh, And what time of year is that every year? Ours? Yeah. Ours is uh, end of May, beginning of June. Oh, people should do that. Why is that? Yeah, why is why that? Is that? Why is that? Tell well, us. Well, first, boy, <laughs> back to, real quick, back to Prince Edward Island. That yeah. was amazing. They treated me like royalty, but they also took me out all night, went to all these Irish pubs, okay. drank more beer than I than my weight, <laughs> and then they made me go golf on this beautiful course at 6 in the morning. Oh. I'm like, what are you doing to me? <laughs> so... Trying it to make sure was they fun. Won. <laughs> yeah, they did. They beat the pants off of me. But um, anyway, uh, so the Oyster Fest, sure. Uh, we started this back in 2010, and we did it in June because of the fact that, first of all, I wanted to dispel the myth about oysters can't be eaten in a month without an R in it. So mm-hmm. they're saying September oysters. Mm-hmm. 
October oysters are fantastic, and they're probably at their weakest point here in the South. So what I'm trying to say is, first of all, we do provide oysters year-round, right? But that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do it. It's like, hey, you could eat oysters, you know, in a month of, you know, May, June, July, into August is some of the finest oysters there is. You know, it all depends on, you know, the waves. It depends on the rainfall. It depends on so many things. So that's just one of the reasons. Uh, we we kind of are the anchor of festivals of New Orleans. Mm. That's kind of like we're we're the guys. We're the last big festival, right? Right. Until next, you know, later on in the year, November, December, whatever. And uh, so that's just one of the other reasons. Oysters are fantastic during that time. Uh, restaurants kind of slow down, mm. and the staffs there ready to rock and roll, keep moving. So restaurants love it. They participate. Um, there's many, many reasons. And we're going to just keep that going. It's a little warm, but we got these little fans. Everybody's happy. Yeah. We got the best oyster dishes in the world. We got the oyster uh, shucking contest, the P&J shucking contest. Oh, cool. How do you enter that? I got competitors from freaking all over the world. How do you enter? Tell us how to enter. Well, how good are you? Um, okay, I'm a, two minutes. I'm terrible. Two minutes. How many can you do? Maybe and three. And it's got to be perfect. Maybe three. Like you want to serve your favorite customer. The guy that gives you, the girl that gives you. Are they cleaned on the outside bucks. yet? Or I have to take it straight from clean. the back? Clean. They're clean. They're scrubbed down the outside already. Oh, yeah. Scrubbed so, all right. And I have to crack them. I've got to crack and turn them. I don't know. Maybe four or five. I'm sorry, you lose. I know. <laughs> I used to work a long time ago at Hank's Oyster but Bar. But we want you to come. Yeah. And we want you to compete. You could do this. You just practice. No way. Do so it. it's about it's about 22. Right now, the uh, record for me is 23. In two wow. minutes. What? Two wow. minutes. And it got to be beautiful, and the muscle has to be cut on both sides. Yeah, flipped. And, yeah. No, and still the liquor in there. Well, you so. don't flip them. So do you yeah, have to use, flip you guys serve them different. I never heard of that until the other day. Because you don't have to flip them. So do you? If, do? They're, if they're shucked right, a professional yeah. shucker should be able to be able to present that oyster beautifully without flipping. Without the turn. Yeah. I only learned how to turn them. I'm just saying, my guys down here know how to do it. And the uh, competitors, the guys that they shuck at the. They went to China last few years. Wow. Great Wall of China competition. Um, Ireland actually has the international competition. And Maryland is the national here in the States. Yeah. And um, so we have competitors from all over, and they rock it. They know what they're doing. This guy that worked for, um, I worked at a place called um, Hank's Oyster Bar for years. And this um, gentleman that worked there, Gustavo, he was he entered every year for the national, and he was so. Wait, fast. I know this name. He wait. He, he came he, in like second last uh, two years, three but years. But does doesn't he shuck in New York sometimes too? They all travel. Yeah, because yeah, this guy is. I'm telling you, I could swear, for one of the events at James Beard, they brought up Gustavo. Yeah. To do some shucking. Yeah, with Jamie Leeds. Yes. yes. I'm telling you, that, Small he's a world. great. Yeah. But he's amazing. He's so fast. And like, like, so I was saying, we all had to learn because I was a manager. And, you know, the, the ones I could do the best with the virgin, like the, the larger virginicas, but those West Coast oysters, they just crumble in your yeah, hands. Yeah, 
thin. And they're, they're so thin, and I can't, like, I'm so, like, let's do it. And, like, they're, like, more gentle. I'm like, I can't do it. And then finally they, they, they tipped my knife, and they gave me this little, like, um, little bend in my knife. Oh, okay, go, I got you. They go, that's your key for your West Coast. And I go, you just ruined my knife. They're like, no, we just fixed your knife. And then they show me, you unlock it with that, and you pop it. And I was like, Oh, it's like, real thin. You gotta have a thin blade. Yeah, you know? so like it was amazing. Though, like I didn't. Well, you buy a generic knife, right? And you don't realize that your knife you're buying is completely wrong. You buy this knife. It's a giant screwdriver. Might as well just take a screwdriver and stab <laughs> right, the oyster right. and hope for the best because it's literally the worst. And you're like, and then you have shell and all this stuff is happening. And I've never even tried. It's a it's it's a labor. Don't I'm do no, it unless you really no. need to get an oyster. Open. No, I, I have someone else shuckers, do it for you. Shuckers do it. They do it perfectly. It's fine. Yeah, I, yeah. you're good with that. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'll sit at the bar, have a cocktail. Well, I can feel your hands, and they're beautifully soft. They're, They're very nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to keep them that way. I have bars in her hand, so the meatball hands, like, well, whatever. I make great meatballs, I can open an oyster, we'll be fine. Right? Yeah, you said. That's right. It's so funny. All right, we're going to make a cocktail. Wonderful. Yeah, excellent. I mean, I see that, our, so I see that Sal brought himself up um, a cocktail. Well, well he's new. He's at Brennan's. Why wouldn't right, you stop and right. say, Lou, yes, and get, get a cocktail? And Lou, the bartender, she said, come on. You gotta get started. Let's do this thing. There you go. Tales of the cocktail in New Orleans. Yeah, might as well. Absolutely. She's the best. She is the best. She is. She's amazing. So I'm gonna step out and just make a quick cocktail, and I'm gonna come back, and we are gonna do something fun with tequila. Wonderful. Excellent. Yeah. Will I be able to walk? Because I have to go see my wife after this. Well, if you're going to gun it, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we make no guarantees. <laughs> <laughs> I got my buddy, the crawfish king, in town. Yeah. He's staying with us for a couple of nights. And uh, so doing this, we figured, what the heck? Tales of the Cocktail here in New Orleans. Let's go enjoy, you know, our hometown. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. we're going to... Hit a couple of bars after. Yeah. And nice. uh, eat in between. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's uh, coming to tales. You have to um, pace yourself. Right. It's called pacing. Right. And yeah, remember this is um, definitely a marathon. Yeah. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Well, no, this is one for me. Then one and done. Yeah. Today and done. One day. Not yesterday. Yeah. Not tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. This is it. Uh, so you've been to the Tales of Cocktail a few times? I, we have. We, uh, Gina's been coming for over 14 years, but she's um, the I mastermind. One. She's only missed one. The very first so one. So when, right? where was it, did we start, well, we started the Tales of the Cocktail, but did you guys do anything else anywhere else, New York or whatever? We, um, are you talking about the, the show? This type, well. What are you talking about? Well, the, I mean, this type of thing. Well, I guess the show. Let's go. Well, the, the show, show, we so we travel quite often. We go to different cities. We've been to, uh, recently, our listeners don't know this yet, we've gone to Nashville. We've gone uh, to Bay St. Louis. We come to New Orleans every year. Um, we've done a few shows in different places. Go to New York, go to Philly. You know, living in D.C., it makes it pretty easy for us to hit that corridor. Right, right. So, and then Gina has this amazing network of people who have been in the industry and we've been able to really meet some interesting folks. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. We don't often get uh, people interviewing us. Thanks, so. huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm here for you. You know, you're in New Orleans. No telling what you're going to get. That is not an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, um, your family history, though, I, when I talked to your brother, he made a funny joke about the fact, well, I withheld the joke about that you guys may be, um, with the way your, the family built their business here, may have been, they were the original longshoremen. Yes. And, you know, the Sicilians um, were at the French market, mm-hmm. and originally the Sicilians brought in all the lemons. So we ended up taking over French markets and the French Quarter um, at, in the late 1800s, 1908, late 1870s Ish. and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. And um, so, yeah, at that point, we just... Um, were a major fabric of the success during that time, the Italian connection. Yeah, I made a little joke about like the fact that he was saying that you were like you would wash down the trucks or something, and I was like, were you guys the original like mafia, or is it like? Oh no, not the Sinceri family. (laughs) Uh -uh. What you talking about? But, um, no, we were blessed with having the opportunity. Uh, you know, we came here as um, sort of the um, the immigrants yeah. that were treated a little poorly. Yeah. And uh, so we had to work our way up, and we were able to accomplish that. And my grandfather originally was in produce. And um, through marriage, this is how we actually started in the oyster industry. Uh, my grandfather really had an eye for Elvira Federico. Oh. So Papa Federico said, look, son, if you want to have anything to do with my daughter, you better get a second job. Wow. So sure enough, he goes to the future cousins and says, hey, can I do some part-time work for you guys? So they said, sure, come on. So actually, uh, Al... Alfred ended up turning P&J into one of the largest producers and distributors of oysters in America. Wow. And uh, so he made his money, got the big ring, and made from that point on, ring. he was an oysterman. Wow. Yeah. And then dad, and then my my uh, brother came in, and then myself, my sister, and now my nephew, Blake, who still wears the nostalgic look of the old Italian oysterman oh, to this really? day. So it's not something that he, uh, you know, that he just came up with. It's just natural for him. Yeah. And it's in his blood to dress like this. Yeah. You know, and he does it every day. And he think, you know, people say, what is this, just for the oyster thing? He says, no, this is how I carry myself throughout. That's great. Yeah. That's good stuff. What did you do, honey? What did you do? (laughs) Oh, my God. So we're going to do a, um, so this is a margarita served up with my little twist. And it is, um, so we did two ounces of the Escalon tequila. We did one ounce of grapefruit oleo, which is um, basically like a simple syrup. but It's it's soaked in citrus. Uh, One ounce of fresh lime juice shaken. And then on the side, we kind of switched up what the salt is and gave it a little bit of flavor. And it's just a little bit of um, grapefruit peel, orange, and lemon. Yeah, on your salt, so well, and it's oh, yeah, and it's halfway so that you can decide to salt or not to salt. This is a margarita. That's right. Absolutely. Cheers. All right. Mm. Oh, Gina. Delicioso. 
Absolutely. Oh, you're good. I can make a I can make so a wait, what, what, <laughs> what started this margarita thing? How'd you come up with such a thing? Um, you. Oh, is that one of my favorites that goes along with oysters? Yeah, I, I went downstairs, saw you drinking a margarita, and I said, it's time. Let's make some margaritas. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that you serve, um, that you're into oysters and margaritas. I mean, it all goes together so well. Exactly. I mean, to me, you know, I like my light, you know, white wines and Sauvignon Blanc and uh, green. But to me, when you want an alcoholic drink, this is probably my favorite with oysters. What's your favorite tequila? Uh, probably Don Julio. I don't. I mean, you know, I'm sure there's others that are wonderful. Just yeah, that's yeah. great tequila. Yeah, I love that's the Escalante. You like the silver Anejo? What do you like? I the the Anejo for sure. You ever drink the 1942? No, you got some. <laughs> you got you some. Got some. <laughs> Tell them. We got some Let's downstairs. Call but you know, it'd be really nice. I was just thinking, like your wintery, like that more of that wintery moisture here, like it's that really um that um thick liquor in it. Like that, your oyster does change in the in the winter time here. I don't know why. Not your specific oyster, but the liquor in the oyster, the, the taste. Don Julio makes during it, the winter. Yeah, it's just like it's a little bit different. Okay. I don't know okay. why the water, the the liquor that's in the oyster. Well, the meat itself is fuller and the muscle is full, so there's a little less Maybe juice actually, and the oyster's kind of sucking up all the good stuff because he's happy and healthy and you know. Living the dream. <laughs> For me, you were telling me that you do scotch and oysters, but I'm just thinking you could definitely do tequila and oysters. But this, right? this particular um, brand is the 1942 Don Julio. If you put like one drop of that in the oyster, like you were saying, the scotch, and it's the way that that's made with like the 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 van- it's a vanilla from the oak that they put in the, when they're aging it. I bet you that would be insane. It's a beautiful concoction that you just came up with, and we're going to just kick it off next week here in New Orleans. I'm going to tell all the oyster bars. We're going to make this happen. You haven't done this yet? No, are you making fun no of me? No, t- no, I'm ready. Oh, I thought you were no, making I'm fun serious. of me. I'm look, like, I can't look, tell. I mean, for the, no, for the Tales of Cocktail, I did do the uh, Islay Scotch. And they came down, and we went to a restaurant here in New Orleans for Tales of the Cocktail. And sure enough, um, I had no idea this was a thing. And it's called the oyster flute. Yeah. And what you do is you eat the oyster, and there's some juice left in the shell, and you pour a little scotch in it. Oh. And you slurp that up. And I had about 20. <laughs> yeah, oyster bats. Oh, it was wonderful. In I York, was happy. So in, New York, so in New York or like East Coast, like up that way, they call them oyster backs. Backs? Oyster backs. So you slurp the oyster. And oh, the yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, so like basically. Like a beer back or Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Shoot so like, and then you do a beer back. Yeah, I love right? that. So let, me, so let me ask you a question. Do you, you agree or disagree with an oyster shooter? Love them or hate them? The shooter? Yep. I don't need that. No. I really yeah. don't. It's like, why? Because uh, you end up putting something in it. It's different. I know, I'm wondering. That's like, why I wouldn't mind on the shell, because that's my favorite way to eat an oyster. It's right. natural. Right. And by the way, I taught Martha how to do it. Martha Stewart. You taught her? Yeah, yeah, I said, yeah, she came to the shop and did her show at P&J. Amazing. And uh, so she shot the whole damn sack. I'm never, she never shocked before. And she shocked one of our 100-pound sacks. Wow. So during an interview, I say, 
Martha, all you got to do... Say her name again. <laughs> I love it. Martha, Martha. All you got to do is pucker up, go down on it, and slurp it up. <laughs> oh, my God. No, 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 no. This is true. This is true. This is no lie. And she did it. She chuckled. It was beautiful. And uh, the oyster was fantastic. She was, she was smiling. It was great. I love that. that. You were getting her ready for hanging out with Snoop Dogg. Okay. Well, hey, hey, I think so. I think so. I think that's a great comedy. They made a great show together. Yeah. I mean, the two of them are hilarious. Yeah. I, so she played that, by the way, five times on her, her you know, show. That's awesome. That was fun. Do you see, like, a pickup? When you when they, we play their shows, do you see, like, a pickup in um, people, like, your social media? You, you sell so much. What affects your sales? Like, just, like, on a business side of it, right? Like, for me, if I were on a TV show... All of a sudden, my restaurant's busier that day because they played on Travel Channel, right? People come in and they order what they saw. For you, does that work the same? Like, because like, I'm so consumer based. Wait, I, I'm I'm not quite following. So, so Martha, so, you're on Martha Stewart's show. Oh yeah, okay. So after Martha Stewart, after designated yeah. drinker. Yes. Because yeah. I had a designated driver to get here, by the way. <laughs> okay, just making sure y'all know this right here, right now. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, that that happens, sure, of course. So after this, of course, we're gonna have like we're just gonna twenty percent exactly yeah, at least, great. yeah, at least. We're gonna well push it on yourself. And then <laughs> the tequila, we got to go talk to the local distributors, and that's gonna increase because we put a little tequila on top of the oyster. There we're we gonna go. slurp that up. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that in Jalisco, where all your tequila comes from, there is no oysters being produced because it's in a valley. Where? Inland. It's where? inland. Jalisco. It's in Jalisco. It's a state. It's state in uh, Mexico. Oh yeah, tequila that's Tequila comes from. Yes. But we can but ship them in. I was gonna say we can. We're gonna go ship them to, in. Um, we could we could go to a mezcal, a nice mezcal place, like somewhere coastal. And yeah. instead of a flute, we call it the oyster. Machacho. I don't know. What do you call it? I mean, come on. What the heck? I you call it something. Hang on. Right? Well, they use a the little, uh, what is the copa? Is the little cop? So yeah. we're going to have to call it copa. something like the that. The copa. Yeah, like a the salty copa. copa or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I love this. I think that's a great idea. We just fly down, yeah. pick you up. I'm ready. Yeah. I mean, it can't be too far across the golf for you. I mean, you got to have a friend somewhere with a plane. Let's just get, let's just get on that. Like yeah. a little... Puddle hopper. You can be in Mexico pretty quickly from like the. Oh yeah, it's area. quick. Yeah, it's yeah. Quick. like Cancun side. Yeah. Yeah. We're set. I'm yeah. ready. So it's done. Done. All right. I so, used to um, live in San Diego, by the way. Did you? And I took our oysters over there. You planted and, beds. And uh, what's that? You planted beds. No. Oh. Sorry. We brought our wonderful, beautiful oysters because they only uh, import from the rest of the states. Yeah. Because San Diego doesn't produce. Yeah. You know, they get a lot of fish, they get a lot of sushi at the restaurants, yes. but they don't have oysters grown in, you know, they got, I, I guess they do have um, conch and um, abalone. Yeah, abalone is yeah. big, big there. Yeah, but I introduced the Louisiana Gulf oysters back in the 80s. I know y'all weren't born yet, but... Um, <laughs> <I> was- <laughs> I was but, I was in a diaper so, but I was there. <laughs> so uh, anyway, we took it there and uh, took over the market within a year, and uh, just had a blast doing it, and um, it was fun. That San is Diego fun, is a beautiful place. It was tough leaving, 
but of course I came back here and found my wife. There you go. So while well, it worked out for everyone, right. but they enjoy the oysters. They still do. Okay. Does uh, your wife eat oysters? What's that? Does your wife eat oysters? Yes. She does, she's not as big on raw. It's I don't know. It could be the texture thing. You never know. Girls are fickle. I like no. <laughs> it. Ain't no way. What? Not you. Not you. No way. No way. All right, got a little housekeeping. Almost missed it. Um, if you want the recipe for, for today's cocktails or all the amazing uh, recipes that Gina's made in all the other shows, where are we going to send Gina? To Designated Drinker Dot Show. One more time. More clearly this time. Uh, designated Drinker Dot Show. That's it. And then um, the other thing we'll have is definitely have links to P&J Oysters so people can see what you're doing. Oysterlover.com. Yep. Yes. We'll have that right yes. there. You own that? That's amazing. Because I am an oyster lover, so are you. Yeah. Absolutely, I am. Absolutely. And we definitely got to figure out how we're going to get this Oyster Fest going. Yeah. We have one more question. Yep. I'm ready. So um, so everybody in this day and age, right, they um, identify themselves as um, you know, a spirited animal, right? So you might be identify yourself as a stag, you know, running through a field somewhere in North America or something, right? If you can be identified as an, a spirit ingredient, what would your spirit ingredient be? Spirit ingredient? Yeah, it could be anything. Like, as in an animal? Anything. No, no an, an ingredient. ingredient. Like you an ingredient? with or make drinks with or, I don't know, could plant it, with. Herb. Yeah, anything. Um, what is my spirited ingredient? Cayenne. Oh, I like it. Tell us. I mean, come on. I mean, that spices up your life in every which way. So why not a little bit in this right here, right now? Amazing. Just a baby little bit. (laughs) But you put the cayenne in all your wonderful foods, and sure enough, I think it's perfect. It'll spice up your life. There we go. On that note, you can't have that one. That's it. Cheers. 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 Thank you so much for coming. Designated drinker today. What? Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.